1: year! Wow, oh, you beat me to it. Happy New Year! Welcome back to the Sisterhood of the Bottomless Mimosa 2019 edition. That's right, and this is your favorite host.
0: Just kidding, Melissa.
1: <laughs> this is your least favorite host, CJ.
0: <laughs> um, And welcome back to the podcast, and more importantly, our 20th episode Uh, 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 uh. Um, we're really excited to celebrate the new year and a huge milestone for us number 20 and so we just decided that we were going to do a little special theme today which um, for me is going to be a millennium theme for the year 2000 and what are you doing cj
1: (sighs) you'll see but know that it is related to the number 20, and I'll tell you why when I get to my lady. That's all I can say. Cool. I'm a woman of mystery.
0: <sighs> I know. I know. That's why we love you. So yeah, Happy New Year, and we're back, and we're two weeks away. Literally today is the two-week mark until we were in seattle attending day one of
1: podcon and that's today is the day we're recording so by the time you guys hear it it'll be even less than two weeks before we hit podcon but luckily there's still time to donate to our gofundme (laughs) page please click the link in the description box yeah Yeah.
0: um but we're really excited we have this episode one more and then the third will be happening in our airbnb in seattle
1: together uh, 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 uh. i'm so excited i'm so I excited know. for that
0: yeah we're gonna be popping bottles laughing we won't even have to facetime each other anymore we're gonna, gonna get be
1: hammered on that episode i know like sitting across from each other <laughs> yep just... oh my god it's gonna be so much fun yep so we're really and excited
0: we um we officially got all our info for podcon we will be boothing it up on sunday january 20th is that
1: right yeah 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 mm-hmm. so if there is a single seattle listener out there who's going to podcon please come see us we have a table uh, and it will be full of delightful objects but those will be revealed in time This is true. Mm -hmm. Uh, Super excited. Really excited. Oh, also, for anyone who's listening, and I've talked to some listeners already... We finally got some swag for PodCon. We ordered some stickers. And I have a little mini street team of folks across the United States who are going to go stick them stickers in cafes and bars and things like that. And if I haven't already talked to you about this and you'd be down for something like that, we would totally be willing to ship you some stickers so that you could paint the town with the sisterhood. So just let us know.
0: That's right. Um also special shout out to my cousin Madeline Salazar yes. who uh Awesome. has generously offered her creative services to helping us not only create our logo, but all of these seven billion thousand additional requests that we had and needed in order to actually create and produce the collateral. Um, she was a fucking trooper. She's definitely part of the Sisterhood gang. That's Fuck for yeah. sure.
1: Super responsive. I felt like I was emailing her three times a day, like, oh, can you do this? Can you fix this? Can you make this? And she was just super... <laughs> cool about it and really quick on the response so big ups
0: yeah um she has her own instagram handle where she does some fucking spectacular watercolor art um i think she's taking a little hiatus right now because her job's hectic but if you wanted to check that out i believe her handle is salas.art s-a-l-a-z period a-r-t so go fucking check that shit out i think she has an etsy page too
1: mm-hmm. i think in the description of our podcast not the episodes of the podcast itself there's a link to her a page or her instagram so you guys can peep that
0: yeah she's really great seriously go look at it Woo. um any other fun facts on your end
1: um, I guess just quickly, I went to Florida for Christmas, as I discussed previously, uh, and I went to Key Largo, and I will move there. Like, that is going to happen. I don't know when, but it was, like, similar but different to when I first came to New Orleans, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm about to live in this place. Key Largo is just, you would love it, Melissa. It's really? Just, like, island life it's probably Ugh. similar to like what you saw in bali yeah like just people just doing their thing like bartending to get by there's like just cool beach houses around none of them are particularly fancy i'm like i just and it's just blue like beautiful blue waters and palm trees or iguanas running around like it's okay. just so chill i loved it so much but like what's the status on the monkey population um the monkeys were in a very specific part of a forest that was far away from the keys so you're okay, safe good. from the monkeys okay good yeah um they were really cute <laughs> i don't know why you hate them so much oh
0: god remember when i told you well, i told you why i hate them so much i told you that when i was in fucking bali i had to watch monkeys gang rape each other in the butts and it literally just like scarred me for
1: life they sound pretty horrible. I remember you posted a few Instagram clips of them trying to steal stuff.
0: Yeah, they steal stuff. They steal your kids, steal your wife, rape your children.
1: Like, it's a real fucking crisis out They're there. stealing everybody up in here. Oh, God. Well, the video... I posted a video of two monkeys on Instagram... Where like one is like steals something and runs off with it, and then the other one chases it away. Like they're they're little. They do seem a little bitchy. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. They're they also they, really cute. They're
0: not cool. The monkeys and raccoons are on the same uh, category for me.
1: Uh, what animals do you like, Melissa?
0: Like every other animal. <laughs> you
1: like cats. I
0: love cats. You love cats. <laughs> I like dogs. I like reptiles you like Like rabbits Mm -hmm.
1: didn't you want to get like a rabbit or yeah i wanted a something
0: i wanted a lion-headed uh rabbit
1: for the longest time same they're so cute i know
0: they're really cute they're
1: the funniest looking thing and yes i also
0: want a mini pot-belly pig uh who doesn't
1: but then they grow up and they get really big and then you
0: look at them and you're like you would be so much better on a frying pan
1: stop (laughs) She's like, I love all animals except pigs, raccoons, monkeys, <laughs> squirrels. I mean, everybody hates squirrels, though, that's fair. Um, I'm kind of stoned, I'm not going to lie. So let's move into the, <laughs> move into the wine review. review. Yeah. Okay. Should
0: I go? Yeah. So we are recording on a Saturday morning because i had food poisoning on wednesday so we had to postpone
1: how are you feeling i'm such an asshole i didn't even ask how you are how are
0: you i'm totally fine now but my eyeball is still literally a blood explosion shut up yeah like people can't even look at me at work in the office because my eyeball is completely covered in blood why tell the listeners what happened um i got food poisoning (laughs) (laughs) And I threw up so violently that I, like, exploded a vein in my eyeball. And so the whole eyeball is just, like, a giant bloody bruise.
1: You probably look so cool, though. Like, I can't see it on the phone, but you probably look, like, such a badass. Well, it's funny because...
0: I like there's some people at work that have been like holy shit what happened to your eye and then there's some people that will say nothing because I think they're like they're like dude she got like in a fight for sure
1: well knowing you
0: (laughs) um but no it's pretty it's pretty bad like it's looking better today but I'm talking we're going on like day five of me having a bloody eyeball so like when the fuck's this shit gonna heal word But yeah, so that's, try not to barf so violently that you explode your eyeball. It's not cute.
1: Oh, speaking of nasty, disgusting things, I have a mystery rash on my leg since I went to the Everglades last week. That has not gone away. It doesn't itch. It doesn't hurt. It's just like this weird, it looks like a giant H just like on my leg. I have no idea. So if you're a doctor and you're listening and you know what I have, please let me know. at gmail.com. Thanks so much, guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Talk to you soon, Doctor Store.
1: Ah! Um, <coughs> Girl, you just killed me.
0: <laughs> if only the. Unfortunately, the listeners don't know the Doctor Store topic because we decided to completely cut it out of our episode three uh. throwback podcast um but we got some good stories around that
1: i'm gonna go back today and listen to the uncut version of that episode
0: we should just post we should literally post one episode that's like all of our ramblings that we choose chose to cut out and like post it all in one just do like a bunch of back-to-back clips of the nonsense that. that we have said that no one's heard yet
1: that is so fun we should do that we should do that oh my god that's great and we can use that as on like a time when we can't record or something
0: yeah. yeah okay good idea 2019 plans
1: great great job melissa
0: killing it um, okay, okay ju- so i because it's fucking 11 right now um i'm drinking my typical coffees and bailey's um and i got a solid buzz going because i started drinking at 9 30 um this morning and i'm on my second cup and i haven't eaten anything so this is going to be a good episode for me and a good start to my saturday
1: hell yeah that sounds great What are you? I am pretty much drunk from last night, so (laughs) decided not to continue drinking this morning. Uh uh, but instead got a little bit high and I'm now drinking coffee. So I don't know, nice. Can I say say that on a podcast while I get arrested?
0: No, we've said worse things on our podcast.
1: I'm not actually high, I just said it as a joke. Well, it's legal in
0: California, so Yeah. I didn't say what I was high on. Exactly.
1: So you guys will have to figure it out. <laughs> uh, at us your guesses on Instagram. <laughs> so yeah, I am not drinking this morning. Uh, I'm still trying to sober up. So just drinking my basic bitch Starbucks iced coffee, which is thebomb.com backslash Fuck about yeah. us. Fuck and, yeah! Uh, and yeah, I'm. I'm also rubbing amethyst in my hands right now guys i want you to know that
0: i was wondering what that was yeah
1: can you hear oh shit can you hear it uh-huh oh fuck You're it's just okay it doesn't sound bad for once it's not audio issues guys it's just <laughs> me rubbing amethyst together <laughs> all right anything what else i, think I don't we're know ready to go yeah i think we're ready so melissa told me that i was gonna scream when she said who her woman this week was well i'm gonna lean back i hope you scream okay but
0: again so so like i had mentioned earlier i'm going with a millennium theme so i wanted to choose a woman that is specific to the 2000s um Well, we're still in the 2000s, but, like, right when it hit, like, why 2K, bitch, you know? Yeah. And so, (laughs) and I didn't want to do anybody typical, like, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, like, TLC. I wanted to do, like, somebody different. So, she is extremely well-known, but also very, very unknown.
1: Okay. If that
0: makes sense. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So, I'm just going to go into it. Great. Um so today I am covering a awesome Y2K bitch who goes by the name Colleen Ann Fitzpatrick, <gasps> but who's better known by her stage
1: name, <laughs> Vitamin C. Ooh, I do wanna scream, but I'm holding it in so that I can't really use
0: it. Uh, and for those that don't know who Vitamin C is, she's an American pop music singer, songwriter, record producer, actress and dancer who's most famously known for her extremely popular song called Graduation Friends Forever.
1: What's that? i think you guys know who she is now (laughs) because who doesn't know that song i just see the video so clearly in my head (laughs) right what was that other song she had that other song too the happy one smile smile that's what it was called yeah
0: those are her two most popular songs but the cool thing is that fucking
1: do you know where she's at today no
0: exactly So that's why, yes, (laughs) so that is why I'm so excited to talk about her because I feel like she's one of those artists during that time period where people know very limited info about her Mm -hmm. and it's much more complex and she is just killing the fucking game today in 2019. So I'm stoked for her. So let's get into it um vitamin c was born in old bridge new jersey in 1972 and was the youngest of three children during her high school years she was a dancer who danced professionally in several tv ads and also starred in her high school musical and she later attended new york university graduating with a bachelor of arts degree in english and fun fact she lived in the same dorm as sarah silverman hmm isn't that weird okay um while in college she made her first screen debut in the john waters feature film hairspray her co-stars being debbie harry the future lead singer of the band blondie and Sonny bono
1: wow right who is for people who don't know who shares past husband ex is that how you call it late husband ex because he's dead now but they broke i don't know but yeah he's dead sorry yeah Yeah. would you yeah he was killed by a tree while he skied yeah no Not, not gonna ski no
0: um so vitamin c formed her first band in 1991 with her friend and now husband michael koch and they formed the band called eve's plum and then a year later in 1992 they got a record deal with epic records releasing two albums and seven singles between 1993 and 1995 before being dropped by their label for failing to achieve any mainstream success but they stayed together until 1998 immediately following the breakup she decided to look into a more dance pop music solo And that is when Vitamin C was introduced to the world. And she eventually signed an album deal with Elektra Records in 1998. So her first debut solo album called vitamin C peaked on the billboard 200 at number 29 and was certified platinum by the R I A A. The album's first single called smile climbed to number 18 on the billboard hot 100 and was also certified gold by the R I A A. So she just like fucking knocked it out of the park. First album, right? Which is insane considering her first band, Eve's Plum, like no one knew who they were.
1: Right, yeah. So
0: she I don't know how she managed to do that, but just like insta boom.
1: Right. It's weird how that happens to certain people. Yeah, not us. You know? as...
0: <laughs> so <laughs> Her second single from her album Me, Myself, and I unfortunately failed to chart. Mm-hmm. However, her third single, Graduation, Friends Forever, made a huge impact on the radio, peaking at number 12 on the top 40 mainstream chart, number 38 on the Billboard Hot 100, and number 2 on the ARIA charts, and was certified platinum in Australia. The song is considered a landmark in graduation theme songs and is still hugely popular among graduation parties and ceremonies today. In fact, it continues to appear on the iTunes music chart at the end of every school year since its chart's inception. Like, that song is never gonna go away.
1: Wow, I didn't realize people still listen to it like that. They're still fucking it up every May. Yeah. Just like
0: boom!
1: Song dropped.
0: As we go we also like anytime you listen to that song before graduating high school it's like you want to think like how sad and sorrowful you are to leave all these evil villainous people and it's like ew i never want to see any of you
1: fuckers again right yeah we're like like, sobbing like "Uh." it's like no i hate all of you as we go on we'll remember i'm like i don't remember any of you like i don't don't remember anything uh so it's all a fucking lie guys but check it out it's a great check it out um but if that's
0: not enough then in the summer of 2000 a DJ from the Republic of Ireland picked up a copy of the song while he was in New York on vacation. He took it back to Ireland and it became one of the biggest hits in the year 2000 in the Republic of Ireland, peaking at number four in the charts and it still receives massive airplay each summer there today.
1: Wow, that's so random. The
0: Irish are fucking with graduation. Every (laughs) year. So not only did she like kill it in the u.s she was booming internationally so what does she do next she decides to take advantage of all of the marketing opportunities available to a pop star which basically meant she licensed everything she could including her own doll to her own shade of lipstick that matched her signature orange hair wow so the Mattel vitamin C doll was a hair activity doll that came with changeable hairstyle extensions available in orange and red. And the doll also came with a microphone and platform shoes. <laughs> the vitamin C lipstick shade was made by Tommy Hilfiger. Wow. Is that, did I say that right? Tommy yeah. Hill figure. yeah, uh-huh. which clearly, like, had to have made her a gang of fucking money. Sure, That's a yeah. great brand to be, like, getting your lipstick, you know, labeled from.
1: Especially in 2000, that was, yeah. like, all the rage, yeah. And then
0: she was also turned into a video game character. Ah,
1: for what game? So
0: in 2001, the video game EA Sports Triple Play featured Vitamin C as an animated baseball player what the fuck and they played her song in the video game that's titled i know what boys like
1: okay (laughs) all right
0: (laughs) all right let's see real creative (laughs) Um, (laughs) so then after she made like a million dollars branding herself she decided to get back into the music industry or get back to focusing on like actually creating music but that didn't go so well So, in the late 2000s, she released a song called The Itch, which was her first single from her second album that was called More. And the song and the album bombed terribly in the United States. Mm -hmm. It only ranked 122 on the Billboard 200, but it did somewhat decently in Australia and Ireland. Then she released a second single called As Long As You're Loving Me, which had almost zero promotion from her recording company. and the song failed the charts, like, entirely in the U.S. Like, it didn't even make the charts in the United States. Mm. So, therefore, her third planned single was scrapped, and she was dropped from Elektra Records. Mm. So she, like, went really, really, really high, and then, like, yeah, catastrophic bomb on Word. the other side. Word. Um, however, mm-hmm. however. Mm-hmm. The LGBT lifestyle magazine, So So Gay, dubbed the album the epitome of the electropop genre. So boom, bitch.
1: There you go. (laughs) That's all you needed. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. Yeah. (laughs) If the gays like it, then you won.
0: That's exactly. That's why (laughs) Kylie Minogue is still around.
1: Oh my God. True that. La, 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 la. Oh god, it's so bad. La, 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 la. So much copyright infringement on this episode. I know, huh? Um, Thank god no one's listening. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
0: uh regardless of that album crash the february 2001 issue of cosmopolitan magazine still voted vitamin c as one of the fun and fearless females of the year and she was honored by the magazine at a luncheon in new york city that same year she was ranked which isn't even that impressive number 76 on the maxim hot 100 women of 2001
1: well she made the list <laughs> she did make the list she made the damn list
0: so then it was back to music again and vitamin c signed with v2 records in 2001 and began recording her third album over the course of 2002 and 2003 the first single called last night was released in july 2003 and it was a cover version of the hit song by the strokes and sampled blondie's heart of glass Mm. but the single failed to chart in the u.s and it did really poorly in the united kingdom by peaking number 70 on the uk top 75 uh, so what she's if, just what about like republic
1: of ireland
0: i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so like music's just like not being her friend again like she just got like one chance and then it was like no nah, you don't get any more um so she decided to shelve her third album which like was written and was waiting to be released into the world but after all of her like repeated fails she packed that album away and it's never seen the light of day again so it still exists it's just not been released but she didn't stop there she decided to spend the second half of her music career helping other artists gain fame um, by mentoring them, producing their albums, and helping them write lyrics for their songs. And she's also done several on-screen projects. A few of her greatest millennium appearances include cameos on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, The Brothers Garcia, The Amanda Show, The Sausage Factory, which I have no recollection of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't wanna go there.
0: MTV's The Andy Dick Show and Celebrity Boot Camp.
1: Well, and
0: Dracula 2000 Oh yeah. Sorry, I forgot to write that one down. Where and Dracula. She
1: sex with Dracula while levitating over a bed.
0: I have never seen it.
1: Yeah, that in and of itself is worth seeing. Just about seeing. <laughs> I saw that real quick side note. I saw that when I was like 13 when it was in theaters and it was a Friday night where we did theater hopping we would do that like every so often yeah yeah do that where you go buy a ticket for one show you just hop from show to show that was one of the movies we walked into and then we walked out of it like halfway through we're like all right bye so bye dracula good times good times
0: she also appeared in what was my favorite movie during that year the romantic comedy film get over it with kristen dunst and cisco
1: what is this movie? I've the never heard of it. best
0: movie on earth.
1: Sisko like, and Kirsten Dunst. I've
0: literally watched this movie 70 billion thousand times when I was in high school.
1: What's that? Are Wait, are
0: like... it's when and Kirsten a couple? No. So they're all... So it takes place in a high school. And they're all trying out for a play. I can't... Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. And so they're all like they've either all been cast in this play and the whole movie is about like their constant um practices before showtime and it's just like the relationships between the characters the high school life whatever whatever and she she's in it and Cisco's in it too and he I remember like at the end he like break dances to like do you remember <laughs> the 21st night of september it is it is the
1: greatest thing on earth like you have to watch this movie Uh, what's it called get over it get over it Uh, that's my saturday night in
0: it's so good it's seriously amazing (laughs) she also did a brief comedic cameo appearance in the film scary movie 2 and she was a judge on the lifetime reality series yo mama don't dance
1: (laughs) wait where can i find clips of
0: this (laughs) i've never even heard of that show but it's so amazingly named Um, in 2006, she assembled a radio Disney-aimed group for four young teenagers named The Truth Squad, where she allowed the group to cover her famous song, Graduation, and she wrote a number of songs for their duet, or sorry, she wrote a number of songs for their debut album, as well as she producing it, and the album was released on April 3rd, 2007, and It failed to spark much interest besides a brief appearance on the Top Kid audio chart, but despite that, the group's video for their single was, like, heavily promoted on the Disney Channel. So, like, them Disney Channel kids were all about that fucking band and the song and the video. Um in 2007 she also assembled and produced the girl group The Stunners and the group was signed to Columbia Records and later Universal Republic Records. The group split in early 2011, but three of the members of the band went on to be really famous in their own careers and this included pop singer Tanae. Um an actress named ali Gonino, who i don't know but she's from the lying game and Hailey kyoko who joined like the disney formed on screen group lemonade mouth and i've heard of Hailey kyoko before apparently she's like the raging disney channel lesbian like everyone Ooh. she's like a huge the biggest like lgbt in like you know young pop culture i guess yes so um she also has written and co-written many songs for other disney artists including miley cyrus as hannah montana and she did songs for demi lovato and selena gomez for their disney channel original movie but probably what i'd imagine her most greatest accomplishment occurred on march 21st 2012 when nickelodeon named vitamin c their vice president of music
1: Shut up!
0: And she is still in that role today. <sighs> She oversees all music for Nickelodeon and its sister cable channels, which are Nick Jr., Nicktoons, and Teen Nick, and she's in charge of day-to-day on-site management for recording sessions and video shoots, as well as working with Nick's marketing and press divisions to coordinate their music initiatives.
1: Oh my god, I love that, and I'm looking her up on LinkedIn right now. Isn't that so cool? VP of music. I love it! For Nickelodeon!
0: recently well not recently like i don't know probably a, a few years ago actually probably like 2007 i think it was no not 2007 had to have been after she got this job in 2012 so some sometime in the past couple of years mtv news interviewed vitamin c where she revealed details on a comeback with two new albums though no release dates or labels have yet been cited And um, in the June 11 issue, People magazine had a special Where Are They Now article uh, where she said that she was about to finish work on a children's world music album that would celebrate diversity through songs like the Indian styled Bhangra on and on and we all share the same sky these are like two songs i guess mm. and that she started work on a non children's third vitamin c album she described as gold frap meets vitamin c which she had hoped to have out by 2007 which didn't happen um but regarding the album she stated quote just because you're not always on mtv doesn't mean you're not actively working both of those albums have yet to be released but claims are made that she is still coming out with more music and as of today she's currently 46 years old and her net worth is eight million
1: good job colleen (laughs) right well like what
0: i think is so cool is that like i mean she's one of those people that like kind of pretty much had like a one hit two hit wonder Mm -hmm. but like she just kept going for it and going for it and going for it and going for it and like she really didn't have all that great success in her own music career but somehow like her repeated like interest in continuing to create produce get her branding out there have things made network uh help like she's like got really heavily into that like young female artist world with like the disney channel and nickelodeon and like she just like refused to go away and even though she wasn't extremely successful herself somehow her continuous efforts to maintain relevance in the industry landed her a fucking vp role in nick
1: music like how the fuck did that happen i love how that is like your favorite part of her story that is
0: my favorite fucking thing ever like i think it is awesome because i just feel like a role that high like you would imagine somebody like alicia keys or something like somebody super 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 iconic as like a music artist would land a role like that But, like, she kind of was, you know, mediocre in her musical talents, and she still was able to fucking kill the game and land a
1: job like that. Yeah. And still very... I like that she, A, is still driven to be creative, even if she's not releasing music. Like, it sounds like she's a ton of unreleased stuff. Yeah. Um, And that... The way she channeled that was to, like, help other people do it. Yeah. That's so rad. Like, there's so many different... I like that quote, too, about, like, just because you're not on MTV doesn't mean that you're not working and making money, you know? Yeah, and, you like, know?
0: I think that's also what's so interesting is because, like, when I decided to pick her, I picked her because of how well I knew her during the year 2000 and how much I loved that song and how I loved her in the movie Get Over It and just, like, little tiny things about her. But then, d- then doing this research and reading more and more, I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't know that she was such a strong, like, advocate of, you know, building these careers from the young up yeah and like even some of like Tanache, she's huge right now mm-hmm. and to think that she like scouted tanache and got her into that young girl group and that three of those girls even though that band didn't reach extreme success they're all three now have huge careers because of this little band vitamin c decided to put together right so like i think that's the cool thing about her is that she had so many projects so many things going on that even though they all didn't hit like the sky high success Mm -hmm. it still created this like trifecta of just like all these millions of
1: successes out of it yeah she's done she's done good yeah she's done good for herself
0: yeah so yeah that's vitamin c and i'm i want to be the vp of music at fucking nickelodeon
1: i also just (laughs) want to give a shout out to nickelodeon that was like my like fuck disney channel bro i'm just gonna say it like i love nickelodeon growing up it was i had like a subscription to nick magazine i had the crazy nickelodeon telephone in my bedroom like oh my god it was just like such a weird channel i loved nickelodeon big ups big ups big ups what's your favorite nickelodeon show Fuck, face. I don't know that one. Just kidding. It's not a show. Remember, like, remember between each Nickelodeon
0: show that, like, the whole scream turn like blue or something and it'd just be like a face and The lips just like lips talking at you <laughs> oh my god i don't remember it would be like thanks for watching next up we have like it would be like a little just like host of nick remember it, was it? so yes
1: that channel was so weird i loved that shit like, i know it did stuff like that yeah i loved it i <sighs> love nickelodeon um is her... Do you think I'll be able to guess her sign? No. Okay. Not
0: really. But I don't know. Maybe.
1: I don't even know where to start. Um, so, I guess, like, the two ones I have to guess are, like, totally different. Um, so... One of them is Gemini, just because she had so many different projects going on, and, like, none of them, like, you were saying, none of them, like, got huge. I feel like that's a very Gemini thing, is to have your hand in a bunch of different pots. Um, And then my other guess, part of me wants to guess Capricorn, even though she didn't, like, make it to the top, because she just never quit. Yeah. Those are my top two guesses. I'm so,
0: just- she's neither of them. Okay. She's a water sign. Okay. But Did I she mean, had cancer? Yeah. Okay. I, like, keep ending up with these cancer ladies. I swear I've had, like, four in a row. I uh,
1: no comment. You <laughs> have. You really have. You've been having a lot of cancers.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like nothing in this story really screamed cancer to me, but it was really very career focused so mm-hmm. i feel like if i knew more about her personal life maybe it would make more sense but i couldn't find anything
1: well she nurtured and brought up other baby artists that's true that is true so that makes sense she yeah. like paved the way for them kind of so that's very i think cancerian yeah cool okay what was her full name Colleen what fitzpatrick colleen Anne. so irish also how did you know that was her name because her name's because there's only so many colleens that are famous and i know them all okay because like right when i I
0: said her first name you already like jaw dropped and i'm like how the fuck does she even well i jaw dropped
1: because it's my name and i never hear it like how many famous colleens are there but then when once you said fitzpatrick i knew exactly who it was yeah yeah that's hilarious that was like the only famous like what other famous colleen is there besides me obviously I don't know exactly yeah i don't know the vitamin c uh cool i like that i'm really glad that you brought up graduation right and i honestly didn't realize it was still such a big deal to people it's still a huge deal i love it the other song that always i think about during graduation time is like <laughs> oh, never
0: it, born born on yeah
1: oh. yep all right do. As we go on, we remember all the times we had together. Yeah, do, do. la la. I should be reviewing my notes instead of singing into a stupid microphone. I got way too high before this episode. Okay. When I found out that we were setting the theme as 20 for our 20th episode, I was thinking about, like, artists from the 2000s was probably going to do a pop star because that's all I can think about in the millennium. But I had a moment where I was like, you know what I think of when I think of the number 20? Is the number 2020, which is the name of a show that was co-hosted. By Barbara Walters. Yeah! And that is who I will be covering for our 20th episode. Nice! This is 2020, and I'm Barbara Walters. <laughs> so, if you happen to not know who Barbara Walters is, then I fear for you. But just so you know, she is an American broadcast journalist and TV personality. And I was thinking about this, I'm like, she might be the most like famous news anchor of all time. Like, I know there's Walter Concrete and a couple other people, but she's up there. Like, if you think of broadcast journalism, she's one of the first people that comes to your mind. Um, so she hosted, over the years, the Today Show, 2020, The View, and ABC Evening News. And she was the first female co-anchor of a network evening news program uh barbara walters was born i girl this is a theme for me either in 1929 or 1931 in boston massachusetts to jewish parents why do i keep picking people whose birth years are in flux so it's like for some reason it's like it says in like wikipedia that she was born in 1929 but she has been documented in interviews saying she was born in 1931 so weird who knows she was born in Boston to Jewish parents. Her father was in show business in a bunch of different ways. So he was a Broadway producer. He was an entertainment director for the Tropicana in Las Vegas at one point. He was a booking agent, just like was always doing some kind of stuff in the um, in the show business. And they grew up between New York, D.C. and, or excuse me, New York, Boston, and Miami Beach of all places, which made me laugh since I was just there. Um, Her father made and lost several fortunes throughout his show business career because it was just totally unstable and he could never predict where it was going to go. But she grew up surrounded by celebrities, so she was never like uncomfortable with them. She never really stood in awe of them, which would become very useful for her in her later career where she would be Interviewing like the biggest celebrities of all time. Um, she gets a bachelor's in English from Sarah Lawrence and begins working for an NBC Network affiliate in New York City doing PR. So that's her first foray into uh into news. She ends up producing a show for TV host Igor Cassini, who I've never heard of, but left the show. After her boss kept pressuring her to marry him and then got in a fist fight with her boyfriend. <laughs> so that's fun. She ends up joining NBC's The Today Show in 1961 as a writer from there she moves into becoming one of their regular today girls as they called them and at that point in the 1960s like yes they were women news anchors but they were basically doing bullshit soft news like here's the weather and like let's look at this dog fashion show like they weren't ever getting to do like the hard news stories like going after the leads Uh, she called these Barbara Walters refers to these types of journalists as quote tea pourers like basically they were just there to to show that they had a female on air and all they did was like fluff, piece, fluff pieces. So, within one year of her joining the Today Show, she is developing, writing, and editing her own reports. So, she basically was like, Fuck that. I'm not going to sit here in Porti and talk about dog fashion shows. Like, I'm a real journalist. I want to get this shit done. So, that's really where she makes her name is in the Today Show. She had a great relationship with the host Hugh Downs and basically was a co anchor, but not in title, but she basically was. When Hugh Downs left the program, his co-anchor Frank McGee became the host, and he refused to make Barbara Walters a co-anchor. He also refused to do joint interviews with her unless he got to ask the first three questions. So, like, she's two jobs deep in her career. The first one she had to leave because her psycho boss wanted to marry her and uh, harass the people she was dating. And the second job she has, she has to deal with this dude's fucking baby back ego bullshit because he doesn't want to have a female co-hanker. Great. Yeah. So she's, like, making, she's paving the way for a lot of people um that motherfucker dies like three years after he becomes the co-host and then she moves (laughs) right on into that spot so what are you gonna say about that bitch (laughs) obviously barbara walters is a witch she killed him with her magic (laughs) um so that's that's where she got her like big big start was on the today show she eventually becomes co-host of the abc evening news uh her co-anchor harry reasoner was an asshole to her and hated having her as a co-anchor because he claimed that he didn't like having co-anchors even though he worked for like six years with a male co-anchor previously and had no problems with him again just putting up with these baby back bitches She's only there for about two years because obviously that place sucked because her co-anchor was a dick. But then she moves on to, the, to 2020 where she's a host and producer starting in 1979 all the way through 2004. This is what most people know her from. And she actually interviewed that asshole co-anchor who didn't want to work with her when she was on 2020 for like some book that he published. Uh, his name was Harry Reasoner. Have you ever heard of him? No. Exactly so fuck you, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that she interviewed him. Yeah, like, that's so good. Like, Hi. So I'm obviously much more famous than you now. What's going on oh with you? God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she's most well known probably for 2020 and also as the co-host, creator and executive producer of The View, which was started in 1997. Um The View is a show that's an all-women cast basically and they just like sit around talk about shit and interview people. So as as funny as that sounds, like that was such a huge deal in 1997 to just have like four or five women on air talking about real life shit. Like that was huge. Um, that is show is still running. She no longer hosts it and she doesn't write for it, but she still serves as, as its executive producer and she's won several Emmys for The View. Nice. So that's like an overview of her career. Now I want to talk about the interviews this woman has done because, like, this is the fucking goldmine. So, Barbara Walters is known for like what you might call scoop interviews or personality journalism. So she basically sits one-on-one with some big personality whether it's like a celebrity, a world leader, and she just goes in and asks them the real ass questions. She's interviewed like everybody. She's interviewed every president since 1979. Uh, she's interviewed world leaders from. She's interviewed like Cuban presidents, like people that nobody has access to. She's emailed Oscar. Or emailed. She's interviewed Oscar nominees. Um, she, her last interview was in 2015 when Donald Trump was still a presidential candidate. Um, so she basically just like if you are somebody, you are talking to Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. She was the person who got Ricky Martin to say that he was gay
0: no way yeah like Like during an interview yes holy fuck
1: yeah she was just like basically so what is it ricky (laughs) 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 so in one of her more famous interviews that she is often criticized for barbara walters interviewed actress katherine hepburn and asked her quote if you were a tree what kind would you be oh my god but apparently it happened because in a different video of Hepburn she's shown as saying that she would like to be a tree so Walters was following up and basically being like you said you want to be a tree what kind of tree but people were like really bitch you just ask somebody what kind of tree they want to be for the record she would want to be an oak tree because they're beautiful and strong god Yoko would have really appreciated that question <laughs> she really would have <laughs> Uh, in 1977 Barbara Walters interviewed Cuban leader Fidel Castro on air in Cuba which is like holy fucking shit she basically goes out there for two days they follow her around she asks him here's a, here's a thing she says to him to the fucking Cuban president like in his own country I would be so scared you allow no dissent your newspapers radio television motion pictures are under state control to which he replied Barbara our concept of freedom of the press is not yours if you asked us if a newspaper could appear here against socialism i can say honestly no it cannot appear it would not be allowed by the party the government or the people in that sense we do not have the freedom of the press that you possess in the u.s and we are very satisfied about that she concluded the broadcast of the interview by remarking what we disagreed on most profoundly is the meaning of freedom and that is what truly separates us but like seriously like a female news anchor going to cuba in 1977 to interview fidel castro like she's such a badass yeah for sure Um, one of her most famous interviews was on march 3rd 1999 when she interviewed monica Lewinsky, who needs no introduction it was seen by 74 million viewers which was the highest rating ever for a news program at the time and i think still to this day She asked Lewinsky, what will you tell your children when you have them? Which is like a ratty-ass question, by the way. Yeah, that is. And Lewinsky replied, mommy made a big mistake. At which point, Walters brought the program to the close, turned to the viewers, and said, and that is the understatement of the year. (gasps) (laughs) Like, this is Barbara Walters. She goes in for the fucking jugular.
0: Oh, my God. Um also like every president gets his dick sucked by
1: everyone like, i know i was actually thinking if we do like another villainess episode she would be a great person to cover she would she because would. now if if the monica lewinsky thing happened now it would be so different yeah. Like, people just, like, hounded her. It was all about her. I mean, obviously, people were mad at Clinton, but it was like, she's a whore, she's this, she's that, she's blah, 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 blah. It would be so different now. Like, she was, like, a 20-something-year-old intern and, the pre- like, the most powerful person in the world was coming on to her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what are you gonna do? You know? Anyway. Yeah, Monica Lewinsky might, might appear on this podcast at some point. <laughs> um, so... She also had an interview with... I'm trying to think of the ones that I've seen. Like, some of the things I remember when she... Do you remember Ellen Page, who's the star of Juno? Yeah. So she interviewed her before the Oscars, just because she got nominated for an Oscar, and it was such mm-hmm. a big deal because she was young. And I remember Barbara Walters was like, do you think you deserve an Oscar? <laughs> like, she asked these questions that you were just like, holy shit, Barbara. Like, she goes in. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one other one. I do remember she asked Lady Gaga point blank if she made out with or slept with women. And it's such a good interview. This is from like 2009, like when she first came out. And you see Lady Gaga get all like, oh my God, like, I don't know, Barbara, you're embarrassing me. And then Barbara does this thing. She's like, oh, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, which like, then you have to answer it. Yep. Like, once you say that, you look like an asshole for night. And she's so good at what she does.
0: Yeah. She knows Uh, all the one-liners. Yeah. She, like, traps
1: people. She does. And that's the thing with Barbara Walters is, like, once, like, I would be terrified to do an interview with her. Like, once you're in the chair across from her, it's all, it's all out in the open.
0: Yeah. She should be, like, an FBI agent.
1: Seriously. (laughs) Maybe she is. Maybe she's a fucking spy. Like, we don't know, because she's a spy. (laughs) But seriously, like, she gets it all out of people. Um, So basically, over the course of her career, she has been nominated for 11 Primetime Emmys. So this is for a mix of, like, writing, producing, hosting. She won one... Primetime Emmy. She's also been nominated for 16 Daytime Emmys and has won three Daytime Emmys, including their Lifetime Achievement Award. So this woman has literally been nominated for 28 Emmys over the course of her career. She's won five. Um, She's obviously one of the most well-known broadcasters of all time her net worth is 170 million dollars wow yeah she's been published several times has written autobiographies um real quick because i know you're gonna want to know her dating life melissa she has been married four times to three men so she married her fourth her third and fourth husband were the same person nice which like what what is that like that happens all the time it
0: does happen all the time i don't like couples get divorced but then they just stay together and they're like they're like separated but like together forever
1: i mean like i can maybe understand that because of money but i'm like why would you get divorced and then get okay whatever um so she married four times to three different men she dated a lawyer named roy Cohn when she was in college and like this is her ride or die he helped get her father out of like a lawsuit. He proposed to her on the eve of her marriage to her second husband. So, oh like, God. a cool decade plus after they dated in college. And he proposed to her the night before her wedding, and she was like, No, I'm marrying someone tomorrow. Oh, um, what fucking dick.
0: <sighs> what? Like, I swear if some homie comes blasting from the past Word. the day before my wedding and proposes, I'm slapping you across the face. <laughs>
1: be warned y'all be fucking (laughs) warned um she has also dated or been romantically linked to the federal reserve chair former federal reserve chairman alan greenspan u.s senator john warren u.s senator edward brooke and she mentions this in her own autobiography who was married at the time of their affair oh wow and in 2007 she dated pulitzer prize winning gerontologist Robert Neal Butler So she's just like And like her bosses Were like fist fighting To marry her Like she's got some Magic pussy for sure She does Barbara Walters With a magic pussy Um That's pretty much it I mean we could talk forever about all the things she's produced and whatever but i think like why i really liked her when i was reading her story obviously she was a trailblazer in her industry but also just the fact that like she just kept beating men at their own game like all of these men would just get like get in these weird ego things with her and not want to work with her not give her the spotlight and she just like kept trucking and is now one of the most successful journalists of all time and like who are those men even like i've never heard of any of them how old is she right now she's eight i think she's 89 holy fuck she's 89. that old mm-hmm. oh and my she God. she retired she officially retired from journalism in 2013 but has since occasionally made appearances on abc to interview some people including donald trump and a couple other people so occasionally she'll come back and like that's what it is to be barbara walters you can just show up to ABC and be like, yeah. I want to interview this person. I'm Barbara Fucking Walters, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, done. Like, I don't think it's even legal to turn down an interview invite from her. Like, if you are asked to be interviewed by Barbara Walters, you can't say no. No, you can't do that. No. She did a joint interview in November 1977 with uh, Walter Cronkite. They interviewed e- then Egypt's president. I don't know how to say that name, in the Israel Prime Minister. And at the end of the interview, Cronkite is clearly heard saying on tape, did Barbara get anything I didn't get? Like, basically, yeah, exactly. Basically trying to be like, like we didn't even need her. God, like you know what? They just all fucking suck. Yeah! They really, really, like but I just, it sounds... She just didn't give a fuck. She was like, whatever, dude, I'm going to keep going, and you're going to know this name.
0: Well, I think that's why they were, so many of them were so persistent on, like, pushing her aside, I think, because they were so intimidated by her, like, oh, I won't be stopped. Like, try it. Try it.
1: Yeah. Yeah totally threatened by her yeah totally threatened by her but it's so interesting like i also was just thinking how she had this particular effect over men they either fucking lost their minds were in love with her or they were deeply deeply intimidated by her i'm just like ah,
0: like she's so magical they were probably both at the same time yeah for sure and that's why it like it resulted in them having so many complicated you know issues with her yeah definitely oh yeah. my god oh, fuck i wish i was barbara walters
1: she's so cool <laughs> she just says everything in such a calm voice yeah, yeah.
0: that it's she like is very calm cool and collected professional yeah
1: that she can just get anything out of you because like mm-hmm. you can't even emotionally react to her because she's yeah. so fucking chill She's um, sick yep yeah. yep yeah. i love it that's barbara walters sorry i was high but we made it through um, um i have guesses I would be so surprised if you can guess this. Really? Yeah, but maybe you can because you're good at that. So go. My, My first. So I have two
0: guesses. My first is Leo. Okay. My second's Libra.
1: I. You're so good at this. She's a Libra. Is she? yes i would have (laughs) never guessed that why did you
0: guess libra well i thought she was more okay my first guess was libra but then the more i thought about it i'm like i think she's a leo i think she's a fucking leo um i i i chose libra because she's somebody that is so confident successful um, and comfortable in the spotlight, Mm -hmm. and also, uh, which also works for Leo. Right. Um, and that she seems to thrive very well in a, like, in a career environment where, like, she's spotlighted and where she's dealing with, um, like, high-level people. Yeah. Like, she, she runs in an elite world, and I feel like that's, like, Libra's goal word that Libras. Makes sense. libras want to be like elitist they want to be the host of the party like they want to true. be the one collecting all the people and getting them together and like true, true. you know ha- having the best party of the year and like she seems like the type of person <sighs> that does really well in that role and is comfortable in that role
1: i think the reason i was surprised to find out she was a Libra is because i th- i always think that libras don't like conflict or confrontation but she clearly is someone who does not give a fuck about that so that was like why i was kind of surprised to find out but everything you're saying is totally spot on like she's literally been hanging out with celebrities since she was a little kid yeah so yeah and That's did like, like everything yeah just like kept climbing and getting in like higher and higher circles for sure yeah
0: and like just her uh and everyone's like, in love
1: with her so they all that's also, they love her that's very They're infatuated
0: with her she's the most popular woman around like right. like you said like she's like retired but if she wants to come back for an interview who would ever say no like right that's just she's just that person and i feel yeah. like that, that i think that screams really leo or libra mm-hmm. um but i did think she was a leo too
1: i can see yeah i can see that for sure how funny i, I don't know it's hard i don't know what i would have guessed her as because you when you you know like you google your person and the first thing you see is their fucking birthday so you never yeah. get like a chance to really speculate on it i don't know who, what i would have guessed for her i, I would have I maybe thought... guess i would have maybe guessed gemini or virgo just because she's so good at getting information out of people which is like very mercury I don't yeah know.
0: that's true but she's close
1: uh, she's close to virgo her birthday was september 25th
0: oh nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was just for some reason, getting a lot of fire sign out
1: of her word uh, so oh, I lost her face, oh well, so <laughs> bar- oh, you came back so that 's Barbara Walters. she does have oh, I also meant to mention she has one child, and on an interview of hers someone who someone who was interviewing her. Um, back in the 2000s she was quoted as saying her biggest regret in life was not having more children which I thought oh, wow. was kind of interesting. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is interesting. Waters. Woo! Whip, whip. Uh, I enough. feel like I've been doing a lot of Libras. Well,
0: that's probably good because I feel like we didn't do a lot of them for a while. Yeah. yeah, we didn't. We went like 12 episodes in a Libra.
1: And then we talked shit about them a bunch so now we're <laughs> Three leaves. Leavey, Um, I have a woman of the week. Do you?
0: No. Who's your woman of the week?
1: Uh, My woman of the week is Melissa, my (laughs) co-host, for the amazing... Coaching session we had prior to this episode where her Whoville bun that sits perfectly erect on top of her head was like bouncing back and forth while she was imitating men walking around like dogs. It was just really beautiful (laughs) and extremely empowering. And she got my head in a good place and cleared up some dick confusion i had so oh i really really god. appreciate it no that was like great though that was like a bomb-ass coaching session <laughs> you, you gave me so much life i like really needed that so thank you
0: Woo! now you can fucking fuck this day up
1: fuck it up and then fuck it back down hell yeah okay so well, the thank woman of thank you for you um
0: god i think my woman of the week is the lady from PodCon that finally sent <laughs> me back
1: i haven't even read the response I did you respond to it?
0: yeah in less than a second so backstory. did story, you ask um, more questions yes because damn, all, no i asked the same questions i'd originally asked that went unanswered so basically backstory is podcon refused to give us any information about our booth situation And, like, like we said earlier, it's two weeks away and they didn't feel the need to tell us what day we were setting up, what, like, access we would have in order to, like, perfectly execute our presentation. Like, I had 75,000 questions and basically they've been ghosting me for months. So, I was starting to get into, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you mode. And then they finally wrote back, like, two days ago. So, shout out to the lady from PodCon who finally answered my questions. You put my anxiety to rest. And now I'm ready to destroy in two weeks.
1: So, this entire situation has been cracking me up for weeks. Because it just perfectly highlights the difference between Melissa and I. (laughs) She's, like, so Virgo. Like, I need to know X, Y, Z. Like, where's my mark? Where's my outlet? Where's this? And I'm over here in Gemini Land. I'm like, we'll just fucking wing it. Like, we'll just show up and just, like, throw a table up. and she dude y'all should see she has been sending some pretty uh we'll say persistent is the polite word emails to podcon that woman is probably so terrified of you well
0: they're just probably like oh god we hate the sisterhood of the bottomless mosa they probably gave us like the worst booth area in the convention i know that's what listen, I'm saying. I'm over here trying to build an empire, and it starts at fucking PodCon. I paid you money; give me info. That's how you like, should.
1: That's what you should email next. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm trying to build a fucking empire. with our 90 listeners.
0: Listen. I'm not asking for anyone to sacrifice one of their kidneys. I just want to know if I have a fucking outlet and if there's a wall behind the table. <laughs> Is that so hard to answer?
1: Yes, apparently yes. (sighs) Anyway, the whole thing has cracked me up. I'm glad they responded to you. Well, It was some bullshit, though, because they did say, they did one of those things that people do, where they're like, we'll get back to you in a day, and then, like, three weeks later got back to us.
0: Well, yeah, and, like, I literally, like, the day that they emailed back, I was in my car driving to work, and I was speaking to myself, and I'm like, when I get to work, and I sit down at my desk, I'm gonna finally send an unprofessional threatening email.
1: Oh my god, Melissa! (laughs) i'm gonna handle the email correspondence for the podcast from here on out and then
0: i got to work sat down opened the email and they had sent me all the info and i'm like "Ooh, you were that was a close one you nope. got out of that one you almost just, just a, fucking just die by a feather by a feather so yeah um but no i don't have any women of the week <laughs> this week of course
1: uh well now y'all know don't fuck with melissa by email listen just answer my questions and everything will be fine nobody will get hurt yeah sure. so we will be tabling on sunday uh i'm sure we'll be hung over it will be great i know yeah i know well i guess that's it y'all um are we recording next
0: week yeah we're recording next okay
1: week. so we have one more episode before the podcon episode and then we're going to take a week off for podcon um. Go look at our GoFundMe, guys. Give us your money. Give us your dollars.
0: <laughs> or let us know if you want us to send you some podcon stickers
1: yes. that you can go rep our fucking podcast yeah you can just like leave them in cafes you can stick them on poles in your neighborhood like you don't even have to interact with anybody you could just like stick them places
0: just like graffiti and litter the entire town you yeah. live
1: in just break all the municipal laws of your yeah. town easy peasy for us easy peasy oh i have a double woman of the week okay my fucking therapist subscribed to the podcast.
0: No way. Yes,
1: she told me this on Thursday. I was like, "Aren't you fucking sick of listening to me talk?" <laughs> and she was like She was like, "No, like learning about women and like wine yeah i could listen to that and i was like oh well i've shouted you out multiple times and i was like you don't ever need to listen just hit subscribe and hit five stars i don't care and i will say the same thing to all of y'all like you guys don't even have to listen to like tell your friends be like you don't even have to listen just like do them a favor and subscribe and that will like help us get more visible in all the apps that we're on so um and I hope this is not the first episode she listens to, because I've just been stoned the whole time. Hey. Hey, Tanya. <laughs> Big fucking shout out. Thank you for Woo! listening to me talk endlessly.
0: All right. All right. Is that it? That's it. I'm done. Okay. 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 Well, Bye. we will talk to you guys later. Bye, chickens. Bye. Bye.